Proceed with caution. This episode contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Catering WTF, otherwise known as This is the Dumbest Job Ever. Episode 2, The Star of the Show. You also have the same exact stories. There's no story I'm going to tell here that a caterer is like, holy shit, never heard that story. They've all been through it because they know it. So you really have to be on your feet. you got to be a gunslinger in the back of the house to make this shit happen. And again, that's why you're the star. You're the star of the shit show because all these things are going to fucking happen to you. And you have to perform every single fucking time. And if you don't, you're the loser of the fucking shit show. guys welcome back to catering wtf so this one is our second installment and it's going to be basically it's a shit show and you're the star so whether you're a chef of a catering company or an employee or even a salesperson you know that you're the star of this fucking shit show so this is our chance to say yeah i i hear you i hear what you're saying i hear this is a fucking shit show it's always a shit show every fucking party is a shit show you also have the same exact stories. There's no story I'm going to tell here that a caterer is like, holy shit, I've never heard that story. They've all been through it because they know it. This is going to be a quick overview of how the process of catering works. For those people who, who don't understand how catering works, this is kind of the rundown of what it is. So I want to do the rundown because this is part of many, many, many other stories. And So we have set those foundations first. So, what does catering mean? First of all, catering means in the dictionary that you do something that another person wants you to do. You cater to them, right? They want something. They want it done by you. You cater to them. That's what catering means. Catering can mean anything. Now, in our field of hospitality and food, and from a back-of-house perspective, it creates a tremendous amount of problems when it comes down to catering. And very different than restaurants. And we'll get to that. And it's different than most other businesses. So we're going to run through the quick part of this. So it's going to be the quick end of a long rope. And what I mean by that is I'm just going to go through the topics because the rope of catering is tremendously long. And there's multiple stories for each event or each opportunity. And we're not going to get to that until the other podcast. So it's first contact, right? That's the, that's the basis of every business and caterer. Somebody calls in or you're approaching them as a salesperson. They want to do a party. You have first contact. Your goal there is to now pass it seamlessly to the other divisions of your business. Then what you decide from that point on is who gets the lead. What salesperson gets the lead? If you have one salesperson, that's an easy, that's an easy one. If you have two, that's a hard one. If you have seven, that's ridiculous. That's also another podcast because if you have a huge sales team, it's about balancing the sales team. So then you get the demographics of what they're doing. Are they having a wedding? Are they having a holiday party? Are they having a birthday party? Are they doing a private dinner for fucking four people? Whatever that is, you get the demographics of that. 
who they are, what they've done, have they booked with you before, all of that information becomes very crucial very fast. Then they start writing a proposal. Okay, all this is done, all this stuff is done without any back of the house information whatsoever. So now they're creating a proposal. What do you need? How do you want to do it? Uh, we're in COVID right now. So how do you deal with COVID and trends and how many people and all that crap? They're dealing with all that, right? So they get all that done. Now you involve the back of the house. I need back of the house help. I'm writing this menu, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it's super easy because it's based off your menu. Most caterers or a lot of caterers have the ability to do multiple things all the time. And we can customize anything you want. Very, very different than restaurants or any other business. If you're at Apple and you have a phone, you buy the phone or you don't buy the phone. At catering, they're like, yeah, I like the phone, but I want these apps on it, but I don't want this and I want to pay for that. And I do want to do this. So it becomes those things that that's the huge challenge. And now you're dealing with back of the house input on what we can and cannot do and what the client wants and what the salesperson is, right? So it goes from that point. Now you're writing proposals as a salesperson and it may be a proposal. It may be two proposals. Shit, it may be 75 proposals. I have been in a situation with sales team members who have written probably 30 to 35 proposals for a client, constantly changing. So that's also a difference between caterers and everybody else. You have to be able to deal with the constant changing and the constant updates. And you have to do it quickly and you have to be on point. And that requires getting information from a lot of different people, which makes it very difficult. Then you go through pricing. And unlike many other businesses, pricing is a fluctuating issue in catering. Do you price high? Do you price low? We have standards, like everybody has standards. And this is a whole, this is probably eight podcasts about how to price because the back of the house uses math and math doesn't lie. You want a plate of dinner, you're going to get seven ounces of protein, two ounces of starch, two ounces of veg and one ounce of sauce. That's that's the fucking math. But if they don't want to pay that, how does that work? Where do you cut that? Where do you, do, do you go to a six ounce filet? Do they want something bigger? So now you're doing a, you know, 18 ounce New York strip. Okay, well, the, all those costs different. And so you can't just change prices. But in catering, it happens all the time. It's a constant barter situation. So that's an issue. And then what you have to do is now that you've got that, if you do get the party, it's transferring the different visions. So you have, for an example, a wedding where it's a mother and a bride. They both have two different visions of how they want dinner to go. They're expressing that to the salesperson. The salesperson expresses that to the chef. The chef expresses that to the team. The team has to execute. So now it's the fucking telephone game, right? Because it's extremely hard. It's extremely hard to get certain visions from people that you have to match when you can't see what the real vision is. They're just talking. There's nothing on paper or what's going on other than a menu. It's not the look. It's not the feel. It's not anything. It's very difficult. And then if you add planners and decor people and DJs and all the other things, now it becomes 20 people having a vision of how this party is going to go. And it makes it extremely hard for the caterer. That's why you're the star of the shit show. Now, how do you get through all that fog and see what is what the real vision is? 
that comes down to communication, making sure that you have a good meeting, BO meeting, whatever you want to call it. The salesperson understands it. The planner understands it. The chefs understand it. The front of the house understands it. The operation understands it so that we all can do it. Then it goes to location. Where's the location? If it's in a building that's established and it's, it's it's a venue that does parties all the time, most everybody knows that. But what if it's at a house? What if it's in a place that doesn't allow food or alcohol or whatever it is? How does that work? Because there's all of those things that happen. Then you get there and you have to understand that the caterer needs electricity and fire and water and all those things and, and ice and parking. How does all that work and how does that all get entailed? And again, these are other podcasts that we're going to do because each one of these becomes a very integral part of how we plan to make this day the best day ever because that's the ultimate goal. And then from there, there's the tasting and the constant changes how is the food getting presented? How is it? Is it a plated? Is it a, you know, in COVID right now, there, there's no buffets anymore and it's not going to be. So it's a plated dinner with few people at a table to keep social distancing. Or is it stations? And how do you do stations? And how do you keep stations, you know, close and sanitary and make sure people aren't doing what they do so that you can be safe and safe for your staff and everything else? And so, and then how do you prepare it in a way that exceeds their expectations and that situation and the COVID situation and the venue situation and the menu situation, all those things get placed on the chef and the operations team. But before you can even execute, it comes down to ordering and costing. How much do you order? What is the math based on that? What's being charged for? How is the money equaling what you're buying? And that could be, you know, a filet may cost $25 for an 8-ounce filet. But they don't want an 8-ounce normal filet. They want prime or they want bison filet or they want something else. How does that change the price? And how is that conversation going? Which is a whole other aspect of what we're going to do in another podcast. Then you have a prep list and, and how to break everything down from every fucking recipe that is on a BEO, and then put it on a order sheet and a prep list. So you have to order for it, and you have to prep for it. And if you have eight parties on a Saturday, that's eight different BEOs you're going through with eight different prep lists and eight different order sheets, which becomes a tremendous amount of organization. In addition to that, it's storage. Do you have the storage for it? Do you have the trucks for it? Do you have the cameras? How does that all work? And then what if there's a rain plan? And then you have to add the vendor meals. And of course, all the vendor meals are harder to do than the entire party because they're vegan or they don't want pork or they have to have no dairy or they're always gluten-free or whatever it is. The vendors are always more specific than any of the guests and they're half the price of what you charge the guests. So you do more work for less money. So it's those things that you have to deal with there. You have to deal with security, and one of the things that I've always done, and most people do, is if there is a police officer working or security guard working, if you're in office buildings or whatever it is, you always add extra food for them, always, every single time. So now that's an added math problem. Now, we get to all the devils in the detail, right? The goal is to exceed the expectation of the client. 
And that means servers have to be on point, which are usually part-time people who have other jobs. And this is not their main job. This is their fun job. So it has to be fun for them or they won't fucking work here anymore. So it's that part of it and explaining what your what's your past hors d'oeuvre tonight. Your past hors d'oeuvre is tomato pie. It's made with a tomato version of pimento cheese and then it's baked with the tomato on top and everybody loves that. So you have to train that person, the server, what that is and how they're doing it and what they're serving. And they got to do it with passion and they have to do it with being inspired and instantaneous recognition because they they don't care about the people who are there, but they want to make eye contact and they want to say, this is a great thing. And they want to sell your product and make your party the best. So that's just one example. Then you go into the execution of the party. So there's multiple things here and we can't go into them now because this is the overview, but there's the speeches ran long. So now you're cooking and it's a 40 minute difference between what they said was going to be the timeline and what is the timeline. There is the opposite of that where a DJ or somebody releases tables 30, 40 minutes earlier than what was expected because he didn't get the notes that they were going to do speeches and dances. Things like that all the time happen. Then you get, you know, the grandfather thought it was too spicy and he wants something different because he can't eat it because it's so spicy. Or what? it may just be mashed potatoes, for the love of God. So it, it it's the constant dealing with those things. Or the sister's a vegan and you didn't know about it. So now you've got to whip out a vegan plate somehow on a location with nothing around you. And with what you have. So you really have to be on your feet. You got to be a gunslinger in the back of the house to make this shit happen. And again, that's why you're the star. You're the star of the shit show because all these things are going to fucking happen to you. And you have to perform every single fucking time. And if you don't, you're the loser of the fucking shit show. So that's how it goes. No matter what the everything else is going on, that's what happens. You have to know where everything comes from. People will gonna people from the party will ask, "Where's the shrimp from? Where the, are the oysters local, or wh- whatever it is?" You have to train your staff to do that, and you have to know what they're doing. You also have to know that halfway through the evening, when you finally feel like you've made it through it, that the rest of the crowd is going to be drunk, and drunk people say drunk things. So you have to be able to deal with that. You have wedding cake complications. I've been to so many parties with this wedding cake complications. The cakes fall over. They fall off the table. The wind blows them over. They're melting. It's too hot. It's too cold. But you know who gets blamed for that? The fucking caterer. Even though we don't even do the cake. Caterer gets blamed. Um, If the weather's terrible, we get blamed for that. If the ground is soggy because it's rained the day before and everything's muddy, we get blamed for that. And we get blamed for the, you know, carpet being dirty. We get blamed for, you know, they had their two dogs in their wedding with their little bow ties on. They're cute as a dickens, but they actually took the tenderloin off of the fucking display table. And it's 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 not the dog's fault and it's certainly not the guest's fault. So it's the caterer's fault. So that's what it is. And so it takes a very special person and a very special team to be able to deal with all those things at all times, and it can be extremely frustrating. Now, 
me personally, I love those things. I love the challenges of that because I want to rise to those challenges. I have fixed cakes. I have dealt with dogs. I have dealt with drunk clients. I have dealt with trucks being stuck in the mud. I have dealt with being offside, not having tent space. So many things. And I know all you caterers out there who are listening to this, you also have the same exact stories. There's no story I'm going to tell here that a caterer is like, holy shit, I've never heard that story. They've all been through it because they know it. So this is our chance to say, yeah, I've, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I hear this is a fucking shit show. It's always a shit show. Every fucking party is a shit show. Now, do they go super smoothly most of the time? Absolutely. Because we have a team that is concerned and planned and trained and ready to do any of these things. It's another podcast I want to do about Bruce Lee and Move Like Water. Because there's no other industry where your team of people have to flow like water. Timeline, different meals, band issues, weather, all the crap that we deal with, we move like water. We flow where we need to flow all the time. However, you are the star of that shit show. And it's very important that you understand that. And it's a job that is very difficult for most people to do. Because a lot of people like structure. And in catering, there's a shit ton of structure. However, we understand that the structure will crumble at every single given party. And that we have to be flexible. We have to be nimble. And we have to manipulate what we have and the time that we have to exceed the expectations. And that's really where it comes down to. If you do that and you understand that, you are the star. Your passion, detail, hard work, everyday hard work, dedication, education, experience, and your ability as a caterer will make this happen. And again, you have to remember to keep your passion and creativity high and keep your boots on the ground because that's, that's the goal. That's the takeaway that I want to give you guys is remember those things. You guys are super fucking good at this shit. All the caterers out there, you're good. You are water. And you can move. And you can do all those things. And yet you still keep your creativity high, your passion high. Your agility is beyond belief. Now, as we move through the next series, there's going to be some inspirational ones. There's going to be some rants. Definitely about COVID right now. Definitely about running a business right now because it's extremely difficult. And so I may rant on some of those because they, they're bothering me. But again, the basic of the, the, the basic takeaway from this is you guys are better than you know. We do a better job than most restaurants, most hotels, and most industries because of what we have to deal with. And so the takeaway is feel good about what you do. The next couple of episodes will be about bitching and carrying on about all those single things that we just talked about. So this is the overview of how catering works. You're the star of a fucking show. For more information about today's episode, please check out our show notes or visit our website. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Alright, honey, you're on. No, I'm not, I'm not ready.
You're not ready? No, pause. Pause. Okay.